right, news roundup information. Overload hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the uh, program. So uh, my friend Jim Gray has been doing a podcast with Tom Brady, quarterback of the Bucks, uh, for nine years now. And they're the closest of friends. I mean, Jim Gray knows every top sports professional athlete, Tiger, Mike Tyson. You, you name the sport, he knows everybody. And is well loved by everybody, and because he's just a nice guy. And anyway, um, he talked to Tom Brady on his podcast last night. Tom had not made up his mind about whether he would retire, and now we know his answer is that he's retiring from football. Listen. So, were you surprised when these reports came out when you haven't made a decision that seemingly others say you have? <laughs> There's always a good line that. You know, I'm responsible for what I say and do and um, and not responsible for what others say or do. So, again, I think one thing I've learned about sports is, you, you know, you control what you can control and, you know, what you can't, you leave to others. All right. So um, what's interesting is today he woke up and he made up his mind. I have always believed that the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed, and success is what I love so much about our game. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I've loved my NFL career. It's now time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. I've done a lot of reflecting the past week and have asked myself difficult questions. And I'm so proud of what we have achieved. My teammates, my coaches, fellow competitors, fans, they deserve 100% of me. But right now, it's best I leave the field of play to the next generation of dedicated and committed athletes. Wow. Jim Gray is with us. How long have you been friends with Tom Brady? Uh, well, I've known Tom Brady since he came into the National Football League. And uh, we did our first interview uh, two days uh, on the eve of his uh, first uh Super Bowl appearance uh, when 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 he won that uh, championship uh, all those twenty years ago uh, in his second year in the season. Yeah, and and I mean the amazing thing about you that maybe a lot of people don't know is I mean, and you wrote this talking to goats, which I thought was great. I mean, you were friends with Tom Brady, you're friends with Kobe Bryant, and I'm so sorry we lost him. Mike Tyson, Michael Phelps. Uh, when did you first meet Tiger Woods, for example? Oh, he was a very little boy with his dad uh, out at uh, the Cypress down uh, just outside of Long Beach, uh, hitting golf balls with his dad. And uh, I went down and interviewed him, and it, uh, he uttered the statement, when I win all the majors, uh, I want to win all the majors and beat all the pros. It became a very famous Nike commercial when he came out, when he won all the majors and beat all the pros. And so uh, I've known Tiger a long time. Yeah, but but uh, you write about in your book that I read when it first came out, um, you know, Jack Nicholas um, gave you a nickname. I forgot what it was. Scratchy, I think, I think it was. Um, Jack Nicholson, the actor. Oh, Jack Nicholson, not Jack Nicholas. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Right. Um, and 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 you knew other people. You knew John Madden, who recently passed away. Um, you've met presidents. You're friends with presidents. Um, you know, you, you, you rode on a, a, a private plane with Floyd Mayweather. Um, you know... You know, you worried that Gerald Ford, you know, had died in your arms. You have a whole story to tell there. Vin Scully, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time, sports broadcasters. I mean, what a life you've lived. So with that as a backdrop, you know, Tom, as well as any of these goats talking to that you talk to, 
What What do you think? When he said that, you know, other things require my attention, that that caught my my attention. What did he mean by that? He's got young children, and everybody, Sean, has sacrificed for him. It's all been about Tom and his football, and, uh, you know, for six or seven months out of the year, plus whatever he needs in the off season, you know, he's been concentrating on how to perfect his craft and how to be the best quarterback he could be and how to be the best teammate and how to win seven championships, which nobody else has done. So Giselle, who is a superstar in her own right, the top model in the world, um, has, has, you know, raised family, and, and, and they have, Tom has three kids, uh, maybe and Benny, which is Ellen, an older, an older son, a Jack. And he said something really interesting on the Let's Go podcast. Uh, which you can download on Apple, and it's available. We do a Monday night radio show on Sirius XM. Yeah, you did it last but night he, just before you uh, came on my show. It was great. Correct, correct. And he said something really interesting last week. He said, it's time for me to be the father that they need me to be. It's time for Giselle to have the husband that he needs. And it's not all about me and what I want to do. It's got to be about what we as a family want to do. So he has taken into consideration that this has now gone on. His entire relationship with Giselle, his entire kid's life, he's playing football, and it's demanding because he's so demanding of himself. He accepted nothing, nothing short of excellence. And so when he says there are other things that need his attention, when you have a 14-year-old son, they need a father. When you have a young son and a young daughter, they need a father. You can't do that part-time, and he loves his kids. There's really nothing more he wants to do than to be with them. So these things tug at his heart. He's always loved family and football. And he's 44 years old. He's playing literally. He's literally playing with people half his age that are much closer to his oldest son's age than they are his age. And Tom would taunt some of the guys from and say, I play against your father. You ask him about me. You know, he would say that to them on the field, you know, with the trash talking and, and, and poking at them and so <laughs> yeah. forth. And so you're 44 years old. It doesn't feel good to have Aaron Donald, you know, crashing into you and Von Miller and all of these. Oh, come on. That's fun. That that, you know, you and I would love that moment. <laughs> that's not a problem yeah, in you, our you life. Might, right? You might love it when you're 25 and you get right up. <laughs> but when you're 44. I don't think you love it at 25 or, or, or 18. I don't think you love it. They definitely do not loving it at 44. I can tell you that. Joe um, Burrow got hit 63 times this year, bounces right up. Well, that's a little bit harder when you're 44, but Tom kept bouncing up and he's not stopping because of anything physically. It's really, it's that, really that, that's for sure. Attachment. It's just you ever look at his diet? His family. I mean, I, I know people that have tried his diet. Nobody can stay on it. I mean, it's an insane <laughs> amount of precision. Um, listen, I can relate to this totally, and I've said this. I've been very open and honest on on the air with my audience. Is I think I worked too much when my kids were growing up, and in many ways, I've regretted it. Thank God, I've amazing kids. I was very involved with them um, later, you know, in when they became teenagers, I was I was able to configure a situation where I could do the radio show from home and spend that time with them. And then uh, I was with them all weekends. They're both they're both athletes, as you know, and and they've turned out to be great kids. But I, I, I having come from nothing, I did not know how to stop myself. Is there was I just I felt like it, it was going to end any second from the day I started, 
And I just I just have had that mindset ever since. Um, so and now, I kind of so do have some with, regrets so, about it. So now, with, so now with what you've accomplished, if you're in Tom's shoes, there's nothing left to accomplish in professional no. football as a quarterback. Uh, there's the difference between winning a seventh championship, which is unprecedented, and it's never going to be broken. And they always say, don't say never. But guess what? I'll be dead, and you're a younger man than me. You'll be gone, and those records will be standing. So there was nothing. He has every statistical record. Will some of those be broken? Yes, because the game is different now, and you can, and you can add up yardage in a different way. But many of these records will not be broken, and his winning records will not be broken. So there's very little left at, at age 44 uh, to achieve. So why why put it why not put it in the rearview mirror and not have regret? Not have the regret that something like Sean Hannity that you just explained has of not being around for your children and do it while they're still young and do it while you can still spend the time with them and and, and are able to have not only the influence but the access to that childhood and and to that uh, that that wonderful naive uh, naive um, inner inner soul that kids have and, and share that with them as opposed to when they're growing up trying to make up for it then. You know, if technology hasn't changed and I didn't have the ability to do my radio show remote, I don't know. I don't know if I could have continued to be very honest because you're right. Kids get to an age where they they need their dad. And uh, and and I was able to, you know, thread the needle as best I could. I wish I could even have done it better. Um, and I could totally understand his decision. Now, do you foresee him going into the broadcast booth? Because you've been doing a podcast with him for nine years. I would assume he's a pretty good broadcaster by now. He's terrific and his stories are terrific. And if that's what he elected to do, uh, I think he would be excellent at it. But I can tell you that my opinion is that they that's nothing he will ever do. Will he be a guest? Will he go on and make a guest appearance on the Manning cast? Might he go in the booth, you know, up with uh, with Jim Nance and, and, and Tony Romo or, 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 or Joe Buck, you know, stop by and say hello and do a quarter. Way, all those guys are great. That, you know not, all of them. You, Jim but Vance. Not, but he's not, he's not going to make, he's not going to make a living doing that. I would, I would, I don't want to say anything with 100% certainty, but I'm pretty close to that number. But that's not what he wants to do. But he, we're going to continue the Let's Go podcast next uh, next year. We announced that last night, so we'll continue doing the radio show and the podcast. Uh, I think that's awesome that you, you've had an opportunity and you're close to him. All right, quick break. More with Jim Gray on the other side. Tom Brady's retirement announcement, and we'll get to your calls, 800 941 Sean on this Tuesday. Uh, anyway, listen, I want to remind you, we know on 9-11... 2,977 people killed in the worst terror attack on American soil. And thank goodness we have the Tunnels uh, to Tower Foundation. They've been supporting American heroes and their families ever since. And when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and a young child is left behind, Tunnel to Towers, they pay off their mortgage and lift the financial burden, bring the family stability. And for catastrophically injured vets and first responders, well, Tunnel to Towers, they build mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Now, our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and communities, they need your help. And to help these heroes and their families, you can just join with me, the Tunnel to Towers a foundation on their mission to do good in their honor. And all they're asking for is everybody listening. If you can donate 11 bucks a month, their website is 
the letter T, the number two, letter T dot org. That's T, the number two, T dot org. And help out these people that gave all for us. Get out of the media spin room. Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Sean Hannity Show. The Lederman. Continue with Jim Gray uh, talking about Tom Brady's announcement that he is retiring from the NFL today, and um, it'll be interesting because I've, I've I, I think a lot of people have a hard time, and I've met many professional athletes, former athletes, and the adjustment from going from that high adrenaline, you know, sport to to you almost go from a thousand to zero, and a lot of these guys have had a lot of difficulties transitioning. Uh, Tom seems a little bit more disciplined and well balanced than than maybe you know some of the younger guys that retire after only three or four years in the league, right? And yeah, they... I, I think I think it's going to be a hard transition, uh, Sean. Uh, he loves professional football and he loves throwing the ball. And you can't do something for thirty five years with a total commitment to excellence and then just one day wake up and say, you know what, that left me. Okay, you know him. How hard was it? And it's going to be it's going to be hard because he's so disciplined, he's so regimented, he loves working out, he loves all of that that goes along with pro football. He was like a Bruce Arians says the week before the game they lost to the Rams in the fine in in in, in the playoffs. And Bruce Arians said he was out doing the quarterback drills with the other three guys. He said he was running around like a teenager and he was happy that he won the drill. So this isn't going to leave. You know, it's going to be hard to replace professional football, and there's going to be a transition period. The good news for Tom is uh, the Brady brand was just announced, uh, like the Jordan uh, Jordan brand. So that just came out. He's got TB12, where he's going to try and redefine nutrition and, and health for young people and for adults. Uh, he's got Autograph, which is a MTF company. He's, he's involved with the, his production company, 199 Productions. They did Man in the Arena. He loves crypto. Let's yeah. go podcast. He loves FTX and the crypto. He's a major uh, investor and uh, a shareholder of that. So um, he's got a lot of things, and he'll have a lot of opportunities. But if you talk about what's going to replace football, nothing is going to replace football. I interviewed Neil Armstrong, okay? And I asked, I asked Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon, I said, when you look up at that moon every night and you know you were there, what else compares it? What else will compare in your life? And he looked at me and he said, nothing. You just don't tell anybody. Wow, that's a powerful, that's a powerful statement. Um, I think we're very much, we're very similar in this respect. I really can't imagine not doing this every day anymore because it's such a part of my DNA. And, and the good news is I have long-term contracts, so I'm, at least for a while, people are stuck with me whether they like it or but not. More importantly, than your, more importantly than your DNA, you love it. Yeah, I'm a, no, it's, it. I, I, I never did this for money. Never thought I'd make any money. I've worked for free and for very little money, and uh, I feel blessed beyond measure, and I, and I never forget that the audience gives me this microphone every night, and they give me that camera uh they give me this microphone every day, the camera every night, and I can't do it without them, and they can fire me anytime they want. 
but you love it. So you're going to do, do what you love, and, and you're going to do what you love for a long time, and at some point you'll say, you know, I've had enough, or you'll do it until you can't do it anymore, and, 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 and you know. And then, you, then you'll say a few nice words at my funeral, and it's all over. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, of, course listen, of course I will, but we're not at that point. So. <laughs> I, I look at your your life and talking to goats, and it just is, it's, I, 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 it's stunning to me, the life you live, and I love it. I, I live vicariously through you. Uh, Jim uh, uh, Gray, we Lucky love you, having I'm you. The luckiest guy in the world, Sean. I've, I've, I feel I've, the same way. I'm not looking All right, to trade my with anybody, and it's been it's been a wonderful ride, and it's still going on. And thank you for having me on. And you and, bet. And I thank you for your kind words. It means a lot. If you haven't gotten his book, Talking to Goats, you got to get it. It's a great read. It's it's just an amazing life that uh, Jim Gray has le- led, and talking to people at the highest levels in their sports, and and an amazing broadcaster in his own right. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free number. You want to be a part of the program. Anyway, you following the Senate race there, JC? I am, and I'm a voter, and I will be there. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank God you have your microphone. I'm a longtime listener and watcher, and the public needs to be aware of what you're saying. And if I could sit them all down in my living room and, and force them to watch you, I would do it. Um, you were discussing the uh, Teamster strike going on with Canada and um my father was a was a uh trucker was a truck driver was a teamster in the 60s and 70s he drove for Great Eastern and Eastern Express um for many many years ended up having to retire at 55 disabled because back then the trucks aren't what they are today and he had hearing problems and serious physical disabilities and um as you as you've been saying what the public needs to be aware of is if this if this stands in Canada, if this goes through in Canada and, and this is okay for them to mandate this in Canada, it's not too far from it spreading here. It, it'll be a heartbeat before Mr. Biden goes, oh, well, wait, look, good idea. And uh, it, that's not, that's not, that can't possibly fly. Every single thing that you and I own, every single piece of property that you and I own has at one time or another been on a tractor trailer in the United States of America. That's the way the country functions. So to to mandate this for people who who got us through the pandemic by working and not eating because everything was locked down, they couldn't even go to a drive through because you can't put a tractor trailer through a drive through and you can't walk to walk up to a drive through. And right. for what these poor guys, these poor men and women have actually gone through, and <laughs> and now you're going to mandate that they be vaccinated. They're the most isolated profession that there could possibly be. Are you it, kidding? It's the dumbest thing. And here's the thing. All right. So before we had breakthrough cases, meaning fully vaccinated people getting COVID. OK, you could make a different argument that unvaccinated people posed a a risk. Although originally they said if you got the vaccine, you'd never get COVID. So they've gotten right. they've screwed everything up and gotten everything wrong. But putting all that aside for a second, you can make the case. OK, they they might they might cause other people uh, to get the virus, blah, 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 blah. That was their argument. But the science has changed. And the science now is simple. Vaccinated, booster, natural immunity, you're all getting COVID. So there's no need now. One more example. I work for a police department. I'm considered an essential employee because I'm a 911 dispatcher. So I worked all through COVID, never got COVID. But... um, 
So I work for a police department. Now, these guys have to be masked in headquarters and out on the road when they deal with the public. They have to be masked, okay? Now, they're all walking around with their surgical masks. There was guys in my department. I'm, I'm not lying to you, Sean. I did not see their faces for over a year. And you want to know what? They got COVID. It's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm seeing this everywhere. I mean, th- this is the ironic part for all the people you know, wanting. Oh, we're not going to give you medical care if you didn't get uh, the the shot or didn't get the shot and the booster and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, OK, well, people fully vaccinated with the booster could still give everybody in the hospital COVID if they don't, you know, if they're infected with it. So it's uh, it's at this point uh, not a valid argument anymore. Anyway. JC, thank you, my friend. Peggy is in Pittsburgh. Peggy, you uh, following that race for the Senate? Um, my buddy, Dr. Oz, is running. I think he'd be a great senator from the great, great state of uh, Pennsylvania. Are you following it? I am. He has to be better than Toomey. Oh, he's better than Toomey. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's funny, that. and some people don't like, and there are other good people running, and I'm not getting involved in the intramural squabbles that people have. Uh, which are inevitable in any primary, but I've known him for years. He's gutsy, and just like I I've, would vouch for Donald Trump and get the crap beat out of me by fellow conservatives, I don't care. I know what I know, and my, my job is to be honest with my audience, and I know who he is, where he stands, and how he'll, how he'll represent your state, and I think you'll be very happy with him. I hope so. Now, there's been enough politicians that disappoint us, right? For sure, especially here in Pennsylvania. Oh, it's awful. It just gets yeah. so... I, 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 look, Arlen Specter before Toomey. I mean, it just... Right. Let me tell you, Dr. Oz right. is neither. <laughs> yeah, I follow him. I follow him. Just, the, just his, uh, ask him where he stands on the issues. Go through every issue. when he He's doing town halls all over the state. Just ask him. And, yeah, get, he, he has, and he'll give you very direct, specific answers uh, like he's been giving us. Good. I'll have to uh, pay a little more attention to him. You got time. Don't worry about it. What's going on? I know on? I do. So anyways, um, I know how you feel about I'm not really a, an unvaxxer. I believe in vaccination. I was um, a Trump supporter. And even when Trump came out with this uh, mRNA whatever vaccine, my husband and I just, we just didn't feel good about it. So we made the decision that we weren't going to do the shots. And the truth is, more and more information is coming out about this vaccine, which has no, uh, it, it's not doing much of anything at this point. But uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, we're going to pay the price years down the road for this uh, massive uh, vaccination rollout, okay? Two, fine, three, now four. Uh, where do we draw the line? So I, I've been isolated for the last, right after Christmas, I, I went down on lockdown, full lockdown, but I, and I mean, I didn't go grocery shopping or anything. So I ended up uh, on the 17th with a sore throat, didn't think much of it. On the 7th, uh, 18th, I had a little bit of a runny nose and a cough, and uh, let's put it this way, by Wednesday... I thought, oh, my God, I think I have Omicron because I've never had such a, a cold like this one. And I just happened to be sitting at a red light, and they had COVID testing, so I decided to pull in, and sure enough, I tested positive. So I called my doctor immediately and asked what therapies they were prescribing 
None, none. No ivermectin, no hydrochloroquine. And I'm like, so what am I supposed to do? And she's like, just stay home and take some Tylenol for a fever and mucinex. And I'm like, okay. So by day six, though, things started to get really bad for me. I'm, I actually. That's, uh, how many times have I said, I'm not worried how you feel on day one, two, three, four, or five? I'm not. Right. It's, it's what's going on on day six, seven, eight, nine, and that's when if you're going to have this this COVID pneumonia or COVID lung, that's when it's going to hit. And and the danger of having reactive medicine and reactive is, oh, go home. If you get a fever, take two Tylenol, get your fever down and check your oxygen levels. And if it goes to 90 or below, uh, you probably should go to the emergency room. Here's the problem. By day seven or six or, or eight, when that happens and your oxygen level goes from uh, 95 to 90 to 85 to 80 in record time, it's too late. The damage has been done. That's why I'm such a strong believer in proactive medicine. And and to me, what has worked the best that I have seen over and over and over and over again are monoclonal antibodies. Now, if Regeneron and Eli Lilly are not best for Omicron and this now super variant of Omicron, that's another variant coming. And and the GSK Citrovimab is the better monoclonal antibody. That's great. Why don't we not re- reproduce it? For the first time yesterday, Peggy, I finally talked to somebody who got Pfizer's new antiviral. I, I think you take X number of pills for five days, and it's shown incredible results for 90% of people. Um, another therapeutic that should be mass-produced that isn't being mass-produced. Tell me the rest of your story. How, what happened on day six, seven, and eight? Well, the night before, I actually broke a blood vessel in my eye. I was coughing so bad, I, you know. Oh, so I, I I couldn't walk up my basement steps anymore, and I do ten miles on my my bike every day. And I'm like, this isn't good. Something, this is not good, honey. I I need to do something. So I went to a site and filled out their uh, form, and uh, I qualified for monoclonal. And I'm like, oh great. So this is Sunday. This is the last day they were giving out monoclonal therapy. I get there, and I don't know if I should say this or not, but she said, how did you qualify? And I'm like, what do you mean? She says, well, you're not 65. And I said, we're going to split hairs for three months. I'll be 65 in three months. I'm in distress. I'm, I'm starting to fear for my well-being. So she went through all the more comorbidity lists with me, and I'm like, no, 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 med, none. And and I'm just looking at her with desperation in my eyes. She could see it, so she ran, she went through the list with me again. I said, put me down for chron- uh, chronic bronchitis. She said, that's what I wanted to hear. I got the therapy, and within 24 hours... So that lady gone. was helping you by saying, you, you, you have some condition, right? Right? Right. right? Yeah, I got yeah. it. Um, by the way, <laughs> that nurse, let me tell you where that was coming from. That was coming from somebody that every single day <coughs> was giving out this infusion and saw the success and wanted you to have wanted you to get well. That's what that nurse did for you. Now, that's what I, I have seen. 
And, you know, I'm really, you know, that's why I'm bringing, you know, I keep bringing in Dr. Oz to ask him about what's the latest, what's the latest. I know he's running for Senate, but I, I can't help but lean on his medical knowledge because it's very, very up to date. And like so many of the other doctors that join us on this program. But anyway, um, I'm glad you're better. And I'm glad that you learned a lesson. Now, I have sent older people comorbidities um in, they test positive, unvaccinated, they get within 24, 48 hours, getting it early, monoclonal antibodies, and they're all fine, without an exception. And Joe Biden has done this, this one-size-fits-all, unscientific mindset has has literally now, it's hurting the American people. They, they're not adapting to the fact that there are breakthrough cases, fully vaccinated and boosted, and natural immunity people are getting it. So the next logical scientific step is that you need some therapeutics. I'm glad you're better, Peggy. Uh, Matt in Alabama. What's up, Matt? How are you? Sean, how are you today? I'm good, my friend. What's going on? Uh, I'm a third-generation owner-operator driver. I've been doing it for 22 years. And there's a couple things that people need to know about the driving out here that you don't hear anybody reporting. First of all, the the our hands have been tied with the, the self-inflicting wound of the regulations that they put on us. First of all, they regulate our trucks down to 62 mile an hour, so we can't travel nowhere near as far as we could. Second of all, they put this e-log in our trucks that's federally mandated that eventually becomes a countdown timer that you race against, so it makes it completely unsafe to do our job because you have drivers out here that are running 62 mile an hour through school zones, construction zones, through the middle of town, just to try and beat this clock that they, they put in here that you can't adjust, you can't fix, you can't do anything to, and when you're out of time, you're done. The other half of the argument that I would like to talk about with you is, everybody keeps saying that the shelves are running dry, the shelves are running empty, the, the stuff on the shelves, it's so much more than that. It's not just the stuff on the shelves. It's the shelves. It's the building that it's in. It's the home that you have. It's the couch you're sitting on, the microphone you're talking into. The power station itself was brought to where it is with trucks. Give you a good example. The phone that everybody's using that they have in their hand, from the point of raw materials through the, the process of making all the parts, putting it all together and shipping it to where it was bought at the store by you, it's been on a truck at least 10 medium, 10 times. And uh, I don't think people understand that. I've been trying to point it out to them, Matt, and, and with a tip of the hat to all you guys, because every store that we go to, everything we buy, everything we need, isn't there without the the trucking industry. That's how pivotal you are to the 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 country and the economy and i applaud you for it because it's a hard job anyway my friend thank you for all you do and you're appreciated i'm, I'm this gives us a, an opportunity to say thank you to all the truckers out there that do all the trucking and by the way we can mention the farmers and the cattle ranchers and you know those that raise hogs and and raise chickens and uh all these companies on the people that pack the trucks and deliver them you know what because you're sustaining all of our lives by by being such an integral part of uh, our economy. 
hey, what if you can lower your mortgage rate before they have these three to four predicted interest rate hikes? Um, well, it's important, and that's why I want to tell you about it, my friends at AmericanFinancing.net. Before interest rates go up, you want to lock in these historically low rates. And if you've not refinanced your home, now is the time to do so. We expect four hikes this year. You can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month. You can save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. Now, they'll give you a free mortgage review at AmericanFinancing.net, and that means no obligation whatsoever. They'll tell you exactly how much money you can save over the course of your loan and every month. Anyway, give them a call right now. Their mortgage experts are standing by. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. Or on the web, AmericanFinancing.net. This is real money that you're saving here. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. Looking for fake news? You won't find it here. You're with Sean Hannity. On the air now. Now. If That's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, loaded up tonight. News you'll never get from the mob in the media. Uh, we'll have more on the latest as it relates to Joe Rogan and Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, we'll have the latest update on the Canadian you know, Freedom Convoy, the truckers. Uh, we have one of the truckers that's going to join us, Clay Travis, Geraldo. They'll go at it. Laura Trump, Kevin McCarthy, Ari Fleischer, Leo 2.0 Terrell, and Miranda Devine. Uh, also, we're going to point out um, we have videotape of all these people rioting in 2020, in the summer of 2020. Um, did they get a pardon because they were never prosecuted? And we, we actually have video of them committing crimes. Well, news you'll never get from the media mob. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. Thanks for making this show possible. <laughs>